You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 72. Today on the show, I'm joined by good friend Jessica Hewitt, and Jess is a registered acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. In this episode, we chat all about Chinese herbs for fertility, PMS, and your menstrual cycle. We delve into the Eastern medicine approach to balancing your health. We also chat on the importance of the yin and the yang balance and the three key organs for menstrual health throughout your cycle. And then we dive into the Chinese herb side. We talk about herbs to support your cycle, which daily herbs you could use in harmonizing your hormone health, what these herbs are, and Jess goes through these in depth as into how you can take them. You're going to put it in soup, you're going to put it in tea, and how is it going to support your body, along with where you can purchase them and how you can find them. And then the common questions when it comes to herbs. How do I use them? When should I use them? Is taking them too much? Do I need dried? Do I need powdered? I've asked Jess all the important questions to help you walk away with a really great understanding of what Chinese medicine herbs can do to support you and your menstrual cycle. So I hope you love this episode with Jess. Jess really, during her career, has always had a passion and interest in fertility and women's health, and she's really developed her skills in understanding in these areas by taking on postgraduate education, as well as attending numerous workshops to further expand her knowledge and modalities in the area of working with women's health and fertility. If you want to check out who Jess is as we're chatting throughout this episode, head over to Instagram and look up Neura Natural Health. That's spelled N-U-W-A, Natural Health, or you can find this link in the show notes. But Jess is a really amazing acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. She's been my personal acupuncturist for a number of years now, and she really has always had a passion and interest in fertility and women's health. She developed her skills and understanding in these areas by one, studying postgraduate education, of course, but she's attended numerous amounts of workshops to expand her knowledge and modalities in these areas of women's health and fertility. Now, where I go to acupuncture at NeuroHealth, um, Jess's clinic was opened in 2016, and I've loved watching this grow and expand in the clinic there. They treat anything and everything, I would like to say, but they combine acupuncture, Chinese medicine, herbs, massage, and womb healing practices to assist and support women on their healing journeys, along with providing them with more in-depth understanding of their body's biography. Because it really, if you think about it, If you don't know about your body, you're not going to be able to work with your body and support it. Now, Jess also has a sister business to Neura, and this is Attuned Herbals. This was developed earlier this year where they actually focus on herbs to educate the community and how herbal medicine and seasonal living can create harmony and balance in our bodies and our lives. So let's jump into this episode. Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jem. I'm really excited to have you here. And I've been working with you as an acupuncture client for a while now, and I'm excited to have you share more about Chinese herbs. So before we jump into it, tell us what day of your cycle you're on today and what are you checking in with? How are you feeling? So I'm on day 13 and I am a, not a force to be reckoned with today. I am definitely a little bit um, fiery for sure. 
<laughs> Look out, everyone. Get out of our way. Yeah, which is good for an interview. <laughs> it is. Let's get it all out. Um, tell us, what is it that you do? I know, I know what you do, but for the listeners who are going to be listening to this and really delving into Chinese herbs with us, um, who is Jess and what does she do? Okay, well, um, in a nutshell, I am a Chinese medicine practitioner which includes acupuncture and Chinese herbs. I'm also a massage therapist, so we incorporate that in treatments at the clinic as well. Um, my clinic is Newer Natural Health on the beachfront at Corumbin. We specialize or focus on women's health is like a huge part of our clinic. We also deal with other health issues. However, my specialty has been fertility, IVF support, women's health and pregnancy uh, for the past eight years now. And yeah i love it <laughs> i also have a sister business i started with one of the acupuncturists i'm with too bonnie um she and i have created a business called attuned herbals which is more about education of seasonal living and chinese herbs in daily life this is something that we're both really passionate about and we will hopefully in the future formulate more and more teas and education and recipes around what you can do to achieve harmony in your body and this is not just related to women's health this is all health across the board but we will have a main focus on that area as well amazing it all sounds juicy and i just want to say you are an amazing massage therapist i love getting <laughs> massages um but how did you get into becoming like a chinese medicine practitioner like how did that happen it really found me. I started studying straight out of high school. was very lucky, just kind of fell into it. And then from there, it was the best decision I ever made. I did other um, courses in modalities, so massage, and I've done some other areas, further training in Western medical science for gynecological conditions and reproduction. But yeah, it was very lucky to find me. I don't even believe I'd had an acupuncture treatment before I studied acupuncture, which seems... <laughs> Easy. You're going to stick needles in people and you've never had a needle stuck yeah, in you? What? Exactly. And then it was like, as I went through the course, I did, but you know, it was the best. It was such a good alignment or such a good example of, you know, you just being pulled to what you need to do. Because as my career developed, I realized it was the only thing I would have wanted to study. And I was just lucky that I found it really early. Amazing. I'm glad that you did too, because. I've been able to reap the benefits of it. <laughs> so today we're going to chat about Chinese herbs. Now, there's many different aspects of Chinese medicine. Obviously, we've just mentioned acupuncture and we've just mentioned Chinese herbs. But what are the core elements of Chinese medicine before we delve into the herb side? Well, core elements, the Chinese medicine is its own medical system. So yes, you're right. We have acupuncture, we have herbal medicine, we have exercise therapy. So if you've heard of Tai Chi and Qigong or some exercise therapies that we use, we have um, dietary advice as well. So there's Chinese dietary therapy, which relates a lot to energetics of food um, and seasonal living with food. So yeah, they're kind of our, we also have massage techniques. So there is Twainar massage, which is specifically a Chinese based massage. Um, so there is a full like medical system basically of all these elements you can use in Chinese medicine. Pretty much, I guess the fundamentals of it is that yes, we have a balance of yin and yang in the body, which you can look at masculine and feminine. You can see it in um, different elements of, you know, it's like a hot or cold, 
and everything in the body works in this yin or yang balance. And when we get out of balance, we can have one or the other going, you know, more or less. We also have um, a five element system. So five seasons, which is a little bit different from your Western seasonal view of four. We have a late summer as well as summer. And that is the more damp sort of humid part of summer once it extends almost into autumn. And that's where we see as an extra season. So we work with the five elements as well. And these represent the organ systems, which is your um, summer, late summer, then you've got autumn, winter and spring. And yeah, we've kind of got a whole framework we work in with that and which organ systems they relate to when you come in for your consultations, you will be examined as a whole and we work out which one of these are out of balance. And it's a beautiful system. I, I find that like when you're learning about the system, everything kind of just makes sense. It's like, why do they, how did I not know this before? And so I love learning about that. Now let's talk about how getting to know each of the seasons and the yin and the yang of the year, but then also the yin and the yang of your body can support your body in coming back to balance for women. Because I know there's lots of women who experience lots of different challenges in terms of their endocrine system and like common fertility, PMS, anything to do with your period bleed, anything to do with ovulation, but how does the yin and yang work with the body and versus work with the yin and yang of the year? Okay. So yin and yang of the year. Uh, it's probably easy to talk about the yin and yang of the body, to be honest. And if we just, I'll go into more of like example of the menstrual cycle could work probably a little bit easier. It's a very complex system. This is just trying to get everyone a little bit of information, but even as yin and yang, so um, representation um, in Chinese medicine, a lot of gynecological conditions or even um, women's health-related conditions focus on the liver, the kidney, and the spleen energy the most in Chinese medicine, which is the spring, winter, and late summer. So... In that, we say the spleen builds the blood, the liver helps to move the blood, and the kidneys are the source. So they're like your yuan source, as we call, or like your genetics, so like your essence of what you offer. Um, and together, these ones work a lot to do with your menstrual cycle. In the menstrual cycle as well, as an addition, is the first half of the menstrual cycle as we see is the yin part. So yin representing more of like estrogen, the blood, the maturation of the follicle and the egg and the building of the lining of your uterus. And then the yang part of the cycle is post ovulation or the tipping of the yin and the yang is actually ovulation. And then the second phase of the cycle is the yang predominant, meaning the progesterone being the more yang. Um, the building of the yang is like to hold. So if there is conception, it's a lot to do with holding the pregnancy and building that progesterone, a good breaking down of the follicle and the corpus luteum producing that good yang, which is progesterone and then carrying through. If you don't have good yang in the second phase, you may experience things like spotting breast tenderness. And this is also correlating with low progesterone. Um, so yeah, when it's coming to Chinese medicine, we're looking at everything you can give us. The questions we ask are just extensive and it is everything to do with digestion, sleep, um, mood, menstrual cycle, 
anything, anything we can get, stools. And all of this will be in correlation to whether the yin or the yang is out of balance, which one we need to tonify, what organ systems are involved. So it's a very personal, tailored system. That makes sense. The body is a wonderland. Yes. (laughs) Very in-depth question. But let's talk about the herbs and how that works. So you mentioned about the liver, kidney and spleen, right? So spring, winter and late summer. How are we, how can you support these organs with herbs? Because there's a lot, I feel in the last two years specifically, more and more people are becoming more aware of herbs, including like mushroom style um, medicinals. But when it comes to, to the herbs and Chinese herbs specifically, how do these support those core organs um, in, your, in your body? Okay, so just to clarify, Chinese medicine versions of the organs don't always relate to your Western terms of the organs. They are also energetic. Um, just to clarify, so we still see kidney. Great point. We still see kidney energy relating to the adrenals as well as um, you know libido, what your libido is like, hormone production, and genetics. And then we see liver still. Um, yeah, as the functional organ, but more about, yeah, movement. It still relates to detoxification um, of the body, but we also see it as a lot to play with the blood, which is really important in um, women's health conditions and in general. And then we have the spleen, which is part of representing really the digestive system and what we call the, the TNT function, which is the transportation and transforming of food. And from that, the spleen is able to make nutrients and blood, which obviously you need blood to be able to ovulate, to have a good lining, to be able to create life. So that's why they're important. But energetically and Western medicine, it's a little bit different, but still have some very similar qualities in what they do and characteristics. When it comes to herbs, there are herbs that you can use you know, in daily life that can help regulate. If you have specific conditions, then there are definitely herbs that you would use more towards those conditions, whether it's polycystic ovaries, endometriosis, luteal phase D, take low progesterone, um, excess estrogen, whatever you want to call them. Um, so you can be more specific, but as a general, it's really nice to use some of the harmonizing herbs that kind of work on all the systems or generally what we would say build blood and chi and help to regulate the menstrual cycle. So there are a few that you can incorporate into your... Tell us what they are. I will. Daily herbs. I'm excited. Um, And just also another thing is in Chinese medicine, we don't usually prescribe um, single herbs alone. It's usually always in a formula because the formula will help to enhance certain um, herbs actions it'll also um, decrease toxicity of some of them if they have some actions that are really beneficial and it will help with digestion of the herbs so together as a formula they make a really complete nurturing um, medicine okay so just so i don't forget any i have written some down because some are very important and they're really good the common one most women would have or people in general would have heard of is ginseng and Mm -hmm. you can get a few different types. American ginseng is a good one to use. It's a little um, milder than 
Chinese ginseng. So it's just a nice one you can use and you can cook it in soups. You can have it as a tea. Um, this one's really good for chi and blood. So really good at building the chi and blood, especially if you're feeling tired. So it's also great if you've got a second phase of your cycle, you have low progesterone. It's a nice one to help build the yang um, without overstimulating your hormones either. So that is an important thing. Um, and it's adaptogenic, so it helps support stress, which has a huge link with hormone production and regulation of hormones. Another one that's quite common that people would have heard of, and if you've ever seen a naturopath or anything, they love to also prescribe peony. And we have white peony root, which is Beishao. And this one helps to regulate the blood and the menstrual cycle as well. It nourishes both yin and yang. So some of the herbs actually target both. So you can have them and it will still help to balance you. And this is why, once again, they work well in a formula. Um, Beishao or white peony is also really good for um, headaches when you get them around your period. And they're really good for PMS and cramping. Um, and if you have a dull complexion and brittle nails, they help to nourish the blood. So this is a really nice one. Uh, not as nice tasting i would say in some ways so i'd probably put it in broths or soups you know you can hide them in there with your cooking you can have them at tea in tea some people do um but just remembering that some of the herbs are quite pungent and some are easier to put in things and others will overpower mm, them so true yeah um lotus seed is a good one and this one's actually really easy to like eat in dried fruit or to put on your porridge or put it in soups and rice dishes and you can get lotus seeds i think from most asian groceries now it's quite common and it helps with the digestive system helps to build blood and regulate your hormones and it's good for both men and women but it will help with um regulating bleeding if women have any like bleeding issues or spotting or heavy bleeding and it can also help with um regulation of your discharge your vaginal discharge and yeah it's a calming one so that's a really nice one it's very easy to use in foods um, which is definitely a plus and um, we've got goji berries is another one i just thought about them actually they're great to get as well which is very commonly used great for blood building again so you can use any time of the cycle and they're really good for the liver blood especially so these ones just eat them snacks great for you um good antioxidants too so if anyone's trying to have you know um high antioxidant diet it's great especially for men if you are trying to conceive and your partner needs to work on sperm health the goji berries are excellent for them too smoothies um eating them just as dried fruit putting them in teas whatever you like and another similar sort of sweet one easy to eat is um chinese red dates they're great you can get hold of them, incorporating them into your life. They're building blood and chi. They're great for energy. And they often say having one or two a day is good. Um, and once again, can go in soups or broths. You can really play around with them. Um, if you're just having them in small doses, you're not going to overdose yourself. You don't have to worry. And these are just, you know, nice additives for your nutritional part of your life. They're not necessarily highly um, therapeutic or medicinal for a specific thing. So it's just more adding it in and getting a nice, balance another one is black sesame seeds which i think a lot of people can use they nourish the yin um, and specifically the kidney and the liver in chinese medicine so once again relating to that um, those systems that work with the menstrual cycle and women's health and they're really good if you get um, dry skin or dry eyes and have dry bowels so if you're getting a bit constipated and 
um, you're needing to lubricate. I use those in my, um, I make seeded crackers. Yeah, perfect. And, it, and, I, and I use lots of different types of seeds. And they're so, I, I just put this recipe actually in the Well Womb Academy not long ago. And it's so easy to do. Just chuck them in and, oh, great little. They're so flavoursome, but you can easily put them in. Like it's nice to have a few jars of just a few seeds and bits and pieces. We like cooking stuff in Chinese medicine because it's really good for your digestion to help that nurturing. But, yeah, it's great to have a few of these just to throw in where you can. It's really becomes a good little ritual. Um, We've got another one's great too, which is good for the time of year we're in currently in the autumn going into winter, which is astragalus. Um, a lot of people have heard this is Huang Chi in, in the Chinese term, but this is a Chi and blood tonic. So it's great for um, building energy, builds the yang long term, which once again, I was talking about the second part of your cycle, or even if you're just getting that um, tiredness, lethargic, you know, sort of heavy limb sensation. And um, when you're feeling a bit, you know, um, unmotivated, it's a really good one. And it boosts your immunity and energy. Definitely. Um, what else have we got? Chinese yam. That's probably an important one to talk about. And this one actually tastes pretty nice. So you can put it in soups and cook with it. And it's great. Um, we use it in a lot of Chinese formulas to help boost progesterone. And you'd probably see places having like yam cream, like a natural progesterone yes. cream. Yeah. yeah. So this one's really good for progesterone and hormone balance. Um, and it works a lot with the kidneys and the yang in Chinese medicine. So yeah, Chinese yam is excellent. I have a lot of patients that use the cream and also like to use it in in their life. And we obviously stick it in their herbs too. So it's a good one. And you'd, and you'd say use that in cooking over, over tea? Yeah, you can use it in cooking. It, it can be in tea as well, but it is definitely tastes a little bit nice. I mean, yams are quite sweet and nice. Mm. You know, be a bit easier to digest. And another one I think would be worth mentioning is Dengue, which is a really common one that women would probably see when they're looking at fertility herbs or options. And Dengue is known as a female ginseng in a way. And it's a beautiful herb, very, it's got a very distinct flavor. So, you know, if you're going to try and cook with this one, be wary. It's definitely got, I can taste it in anything. Um, but it's a phytoestrogen rich root. So it's really good blood building regulates your cycles. And it's also great if you're getting kind of like almost like menopausal symptoms too. It's really good with the yin aspect. So it's very nourishing. That one's great, but definitely if you're going to cook in a soup or make a broth or anything, it's got a very distinct pungent flavor, um, but you will see it all over. Dungwe is used in a lot of things for fertility and it's excellent, excellent, quite often paired with the peony root I was talking about. They go really nicely together. And then I would say longan fruit as well, which is in the lychee family. Once again, another one, blood nourishing good for calming the mind or if you get anxiety and insomnia uh, insomnia and anything like palpitations when you're really exhausted this one's a really good one when you're feeling depleted so a lot of the like sweet flavors in herbs they're actually really nourishing um so if you are feeling run down tired things like sweet potatoes um you've got your dates and things like that they're actually very nurturing when it comes to what we call the chi which is the energy so building your chi so, yeah, um, they're the ones I've kind of thought would be the easiest to cook with. There is a couple of 
pungent ones and there's some very easily usable ones. Um, but if you do have concerns with herbs or want anything specific, it is best to go see someone. And they are very effective in my clinical experience to help with menstrual issues or gynecological conditions or concerns. Oh, my God. You've just shared so many great things. On the last little point that you made is that out of all the modalities that you can see through, I guess, practitioners, I always suggest to everyone in the academy and the women that I work with in coaching that acupuncture and Chinese medicine is like the go-to. Um, it's either that or Ayurveda. It's one of the, like, because I feel that they both look at the overall body and the overall system in such a beautiful way. Um, but yeah, wow. Yeah, I think it depends. Like I always tell patients, you know, they come in and I love Chinese medicine and Ayurveda as well because I'm into energetics and that's why I do massage and acupuncture and things are very tactile. I'm into um, subtleties and noticing subtleties in the body and I don't believe that any person is the same. So I don't believe that you can have a cookie cutter kind of, you know, procedure or anything that would, you know, allocate Mm. different groups even with endometriosis treating that that can still have a few patterns and that are different and you would treat them differently even though they have a same presenting condition diagnosed in western medicine so i do love eastern medicine because it looks very much as a whole naturopathic and western herbal medicine is also great i think it really depends what works with you um some women or some people you know, don't like taking herbs. They prefer more energetic, you know, work, kinesiology, acupuncture, whatever, dietary stuff. Um, Herbs work great. They are a commitment and the same in Ayurvedic and same in naturopathy. I think it really just depends what works for you and finding a practitioner that you like. If you find someone you really connect with, has a good knowledge base, you really gel with, then almost whatever modality they do is going to be really beneficial to you. And they will recommend you to other people if you know, needed mm. as an irresponsible practitioner. We don't try and teach, we don't try and treat everything or do everything for a person if they need other modalities. But I mean, I'm biased. I would say that Chinese medicine was great because I love it and I live by it and it's fantastic. So yeah, it's worth looking into if you're struggling with any kind of gynecological condition or concerns or even preconception care or anything through pregnancy, Chinese medicine is really safe throughout any part of your life. And it's worth just investigating if that's something you would like to use to support your body. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my brand new five-day Love Your Cycle mini course. A simplified self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios along with action steps, a cycle tracking guide, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish they had have taught you at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and cycle signs before they arise. It's now your turn to join over 300 women from around the world who have already taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this too in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. To learn more, visit wellsome.com forward slash shop. And to thank you for being an amazing listener of this podcast, I want to offer you a 20% off voucher code. Use the code CYCLELOVE at checkout to save. I um, 
a good question about the herbs with everything that you mentioned. And I know that you can go to like, say a bulk food store and you look, okay, I'm looking for this like dung quay thing. You're like, where is this? Yeah. Is it more important to buy these herbs dried or in a powder form? Because you can get both. Do you know what? It's in a powder, you're going to be struggling more to know how much you're taking. Like this is the thing when you're going to try and utilize herbs in your daily life, you've got to be careful of the amount you're having. When you're buying them as dried, just whole herbs, it's easier just to throw a few in. When you're getting it as a powder, and it's same with mushrooms, you've got to be really cautious of how much you're having because when it's powdered, having a teaspoon you know, or equivalent to three grams is a really big dose. Mm. So this is where powders can be a little bit more challenging. Whereas when you're cooking with a whole, you know, fruit, or if you're having two Chinese dates, or if you're having like a few goji berries in your mixture of a few seeds and stuff sprinkled on your porridge, totally different experience to when you're having like, you know, a teaspoon or a tablespoon of the powder, because it's a lot more of the berries or the, the product that has been, crushed to produce yeah where toxicity can be challenging so i always usually recommend you can go to an asian shop they'll have lots of the edible like bags of these herbs as they use in cooking and you've got things like clove black pepper star anise all of those are chinese herbs too ginger most common used one i was gonna say i'm surprised you didn't put that in your list i guess because i was tailoring more for gynecological stuff but this is all things you can cook with anytime like you pop them in and they're usually in your soups and stews anyway and you can just add a few others this is Um, what i love about both chinese and medicine and ayurveda is that if you, even when I was in India and I was at the um, Panchakarma Ayurvedic retreat center where I take groups of women every year is that you just walk into the kitchen and (laughs) it looks like a health food store because there's just so many herbs everywhere. And I love that about Chinese medicine too. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, don't. No, that's fine. It's, it's, it's right. Like it's, it's fantastic, but there is, there is an element you've got to be careful with, but a lot of them you'll just get naturally anyway, even onion and yeah, like onion and garlic are great herbs to cook with too. Shallots, like we use them in Chinese medicine, great for the lung energy, opens up the sinuses, like you can sprinkle them on soups and things. It's great for you. So it's really just about using, and this is where seasonal living in Chinese medicine comes into it, like using different colors and vegetables and types of proteins to really you know treat yourself which you know you're doing nutrition and that would talk a lot about as well it's the same sort of principle it's just you know herbs sometimes have some different active constituents that may really target certain things and when they're in higher doses can be very very therapeutic and medicinal when you're just doing it as a dietary supplement it can be nice and harmonizing and add extra value extra antioxidants um, and properties but yeah if you're really needing to treat something you need to have a bit more of a specific formula for you Mm. however it is always fun to you know get into your witchy poo kind of sense in the kitchen and make up your little concoctions of things and teas are great if you go on to some of the australian um or if there are people overseas but if you've got any wholesale online like tea companies that sell organic products you can order like whole amounts of the products or the teas so you can get astragalus as a root chopped up really easily same with ginseng same with um you know you can get goji berries online you can get all of the ones i've said and you can get them as organic if it's too hard for you to 
find them in Asian shops or whatever, and they can just be delivered. Um, yeah, and often on packets of teas, they'll suggest your serving. It's usually quite a small one. But you'll, you'll notice too when you use herbs, even if you're using a small amount, if you brew that for long enough in a, in a stew or a soup, the flavour is very strong. Ginger is a good example. Putting that on a pot or brewing it for a long time, it is spicy. It's very strong. So it's the same with the other herbs. Like you don't need a lot of them to get the flavour and to get the properties because they come out as they're used basically or as they're cooked. <laughs> Ginger can be very strong. And I know that I've actually got a, a mushroom blend from you before with different types of mushrooms. And I love putting it in like broth style meals or like ramen or something that I make at home. And if you do accidentally, it's the kind of meal you can kind of leave on the stovetop and it just keeps brewing. It can get really strong and you don't need a lot. And I just want to reiterate that we live in a world where quite often we think that, oh, if I add in more spirulina powder, that's going to be better for me. Or if I add in more acai powder, that's going to be better for me. But it's not about more is better it's about the way in which you use it would you yeah. agree and it's about balance yes you know you don't want to just be having heaps and heaps of spirulina powder and not having any fresh green veggies or other colors like you know reds and oranges because they're all important too it's like everything's in balance and you know another important aspect of chinese medicine is as the seasons change when it's winter don't go just eating all cold salads and juices because that is the time to support the kidney energy and to have things warm, like make your stews and soups. Naturally, a lot of people will feel that way that they want to do that. But, you know, I'm still telling patients to stop having acai bowls in winter when it's freezing outside and they're wearing shorts and no shoes. But it's on trends, like, like you have to have yeah. your acai bowl to feel And, you know, it's healthy because of antioxidants and things, but, you know, we really do consider energetics of foods and herbs and life. And so, you know, especially for women and especially like to look after your menstrual health, you need to really pay attention to that. If you're feeling cold, if you've got cold hands and feet, do not go walking outside in your thongs and it's cold and raining. Like you need to wear shoes, cover your kidneys, cover the back of your neck, full Asian style. <laughs> Yes, I love it. Full Asian style. And I have to just reiterate on that, that when I, a few years back, really changed the way in which I ate to be really attached to the seasons, it, it really changes your health and you start to adapt, your body adapts to nurturing and being inward in winter and then becoming outward and, you know, your body weight will fluctuate and that's natural too. I think a lot of women, we could open a can of worms on this topic, but I think a lot, a lot of women feel like their body needs to be the same way every single day and that changes in their menstrual cycle but then that changes in the yearly cycle too yeah definitely definitely and it's important and this is just once again it's just you know really i guess what's the word i'm looking for it's kind of showing us that we do really need to be connected to the wisdom of our bodies and really listen to our bodies and the nature around us because when we're attuned to everything how, how, that's why the business is called Attuned Herbals. But um, when we're in everything, <laughs> the fun. yeah, we're um, harmonized and we're in a state where we're balanced. And you will find if you try and listen to the seasons more and, you know, incorporate some herbs and things that we would use throughout or to like boost your immunity or to tonify your kidneys if you're really struggling with stress at the time, that you won't get sick. 
you won't get your sicknesses like you will actually maintain and if you are stressed or you're going through hardship emotionally you will find that there'll be more calm steadiness in the way you handle the stresses presented with you if you're looking after yourself energetically as well as nutritionally it's Mm -hmm. really important and that's like what we try and teach patients in the clinic it's really listening to you if you are different from your friend they can recommend something you can try it may not work for you fine but you got to listen to what you need you know I could not agree more I think that the times that we've been living in over the last few months with the global I guess COVID experience is that we're all experiencing the stress of COVID either physically mentally or emotionally and I think what really um, differentiates the difference between someone who's actually staying balanced in their like their mind body soul you could say and then someone who's not Mm -hmm. is that you how they care for themselves on a daily basis totally and that's what like eastern medicine is all about now I do have another question about herbs is that when you like when can we take the herbs because I know that some people are like, oh, no, I just drink the tea and it's good to have at night before I go to bed. Or, you know, am I doing it too much if I'm doing it every day? Or is it something that I should just do once a week? Like, is when it, is it? Do you mean uh, if you've been prescribed a formula or just if you're trying to, like, make some teas and things? For the women who are listening who are like, you know what, I really want to try some of those herbs that, you know, that Jess mentioned. I'm going to make some teas at home. If they're listening to this and it's, they haven't been prescribed anything from a practitioner like yourself, when can they take them and when can you not? And when is it too much? Oh, I would, I would say you can have it whenever you feel like it. You know, if you feel like having, um, I mean, ginger is always a nice one to have any time of the day. I mean, you'd have mint or peppermint tea. Think of them as like herbal teas. And usually I would say if you're putting too much in it, you will know about it because they taste too strong. Like they don't taste good. Um, but, you know, there are some great recipes even just, googling you can google some like you know nice immunity teas or some nice ones if you want to make at home chinese based teas um and they'll have like little recipes for you there but i generally rule of thumb would make things in parts and i would kind of use like parts of like a teaspoon to make in ratios and then i would divide that throughout the day or throughout the week you know to just put in a pot and brew yeah, you, you will know. Like I think having, you know, four to five cups of herbal tea a day is fine. Amazing. So I'm not overdosing it then. <laughs> no, and usually most people want to change it up. You know, people want like a bedtime tea before they go to bed. In the morning, you know, a lot of people like a bit more of a like digestive stimulation tea or something that's going to give them a bit of energy, you know. It's the same and just judge it. Like at night, you know, if you... You're trying to quit coffee, especially like ginseng is really good. Green tea is great when you're trying to quit coffee and um, don't be afraid to pop some mint or, you know, some other bits in your green tea at home just to play around with flavours. And then, yeah, I always recommend, you know, sort of more calming things at night. And this is going to Western herbs too, like chamomile and, you know, a lot of the Chinese Western and Ayurvedic herbs crossover always like, you know, Ginger is pretty much used in all types of herbal medicine, regardless if Chinese or not. And same with mint, it's seen with everything. It's Chinese herb as well. And mm. you know, so we can definitely just cross them over and mix it up. But teas can have a huge medicinal benefit. 
and it also helps keep your body warm and also i feel like tea communicates safety because there's nothing worse than you know having a really cold drink of water and then all of a sudden your body freaking out like oh my god what are you doing to me and your digestive system's like ah but you know yes in summer when it's really hot you've been on a three-hour hike having a cold glass of water Mm -hmm. is very helpful i get that but like on a daily basis you know, just sipping on a nice warm cup of tea, it's something that I've really embodied doing. And it's a it's something Ayurvedically that they, they teach is brew your tea and literally drink and sip on that throughout the day. Yeah. Um, so I love that. But I know a lot of women can get confused because I like the perfect way of doing something. But I asked the question about when to take it and when can you not, because there is no perfect way. It's like you said, kind of when you feel called to make a, to brew a tea or to, you know, pop some stuff in a, in a soup or a stew or a broth, like that's the perfect time for you. Like listen to your body, I think is the message, right? Yeah. And I would, I would easily have a hot drink in the morning and then I'd have a couple throughout the day. If I'm at the clinic, I'd make, you know, a couple of hot drinks and then I might have one before bed. So, you know, that's kind of like a nice steady, you know, and then drink your water as well. Like don't replace your teas without having water. So you're getting a good amount of fluid and yeah i think having hot drinks is great it's great for digestion to warm up the body can build your immunity it's fantastic especially if you like have bowel issues like you want to have better bowel movements having warm water even is really beneficial and that's you know been a little bit of a remedy for a long long time so yeah i mean have fun playing around with it and if you you know if you're not sure about something do a little bit of research first and just check and what about for the people who were like, you know what, I just want to buy a pre-made tea. Tell us about Attune Herbals and like where they could find you. If they're like, you know what, this kind of looks hard going and like finding all the teas and how many Chinese shops do I have to, to go to? And, you know, the hours you spend Googling online, I've done that. I've literally driven around town looking for, looking for herbs. Um, and people just want to support a great brand and purchase a product that's literally going to be blended specifically um, to support them. Where can they find um, Attune Herbals? Well, we do sell it in the clinic. So if you're local, you can definitely drop into Crumbin. But if you are not local, we have a website, which is www.attuneherbals.com. And you can purchase online. We have a questionnaire on there that you can actually do, which with our five seasonal tea range, you can answer a few questions and it will tell you what tea would be relevant for you to have. Um, We do have a tea. The autumn tea actually has goji, astragalus and ginseng in it which were some of them that i mentioned and mixed in so that's a really nice option but there's a whole heap of teas on there and you can have a read of what ones might yeah like connect with you you can get the whole range and try them all but they're definitely good to take the questionnaire because if there is something coming up for you at the time it will tell you what tea kind of better suits you for the time or whatever you're going through so yeah have a bit of fun with it well, I'm going to include the link to that um, that quiz in the show notes to this episode because I think, hey, everyone can go do that, right? Yeah, it's a bit fun. We always like finding out things about ourselves, don't we? <laughs> it's like when people um, you know, ask about their doshas in Ayurveda and want to like get a better understanding of like their dosha profile, even though it's not set and it's always changing. Um, don't read into it. There is like, it's why I put together a free quiz for that. So I always encourage people to do quizzes. So Jess, I'm definitely going to include that in the show notes. Now I have a final question as we wrap up. Yeah. Otherwise we'll just keep talking about herbs and all things <laughs> Chinese medicine. Um, 
I ask everybody this question, but what are three guiding tips that you would give to your younger menstruating self? So things that you now know about your body as a woman and menstruation and your cycle that you wish you knew when you started menstruating. Don't go on the pill. (laughs) That was a pretty quick response. I was only on it for like three years, but I still believe like if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't be on the pill. Um, Oh, what else would I give? I had a bit of fear around getting my period when I started bleeding. So I would also be advice of not to be fearful of it. Like it is a natural response. And, oh gosh, what else? What else would I give to my young menstruating self? Don't be scared to wear white pants. (laughs) I love that. I'm like, oh, you know, (laughs) no, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because all the knowledge you have now, you can't even remember what knowledge you didn't have at the beginning. But mm-hmm. definitely rethink, really, really think about contraception. And if that's right for you, it would be my biggest, um, yeah, biggest thing that I would would have liked to have known. <laughs> and I guess that's, you mentioned that because not just from your own experience, but working with hundreds of women in your clinic and seeing I guess the ramifications and experiences of different women from being on different forms of contraception. Um, but yeah, let's just sum it up at that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, everyone who's listening to this, Jess, who would love to connect with you apart from the website for Attune Herbals, how could they find you and the clinic based on the Gold Coast here if they wanted to connect or learn more about what it is that you do? Yes. Well, you're very welcome. If you have any questions or want to contact me, we have our Instagram account which is newer spelt n for nelly u for umbrella w for whiskey and a for alpha natural health and then we've also got a website um, which is www.newernaturalhealth.com.au and you can go onto the website and they'll have email links you're very welcome to directly email the clinic or myself they should all be on there amazing well jess thank you so much for joining us on the show i love chatting with you i love being treated (laughs) by you and i'm glad that everyone got a little dose of jess today so thank you so much oh thank you have a lovely day jen you too babe thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the well women podcast i trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did if you got a lot out of it too please subscribe and leave a five-star review on itunes or your podcast app This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.